This week on the Docs to Dads podcast, we are talking five types of apps that you might actually want your kids to be using instead of social media. I've been asking parents for their favorite apps that aren't social media from my conversations in clinic, and I'm sharing some of my favorites with you this week on the Docs to Dads podcast. Hello and welcome to the Docs to Dads podcast, a health and wellness resource for any dad looking to actively engage with their health, the health of their children, and building a stronger, healthier community around their family. Each week, Dr. Scott, a board-certified pediatrician, will explore topics relevant to child health and how dads can be an active participant in their growth, development, and other issues that affect children and the whole family. Welcome back to the Docs to Dads podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Scott Grant. And after our very interesting conversation last week with Dr. Phil Boucher about smartphones and screen time and social media, there was one question that I asked in that interview that I didn't feel like we got quite a good enough answer to. And I felt like I needed to do a little bit more research to come up with a better answer. You know, Dr. Boucher gave us one really great example But I thought maybe there's like a few other types of apps that we should think about for um, parents as they're trying to figure out, like, what should I actually do uh, with my kids as it relates to their smartphones? And, And so that was the question. What are some of the good apps out there that kids should use that will help them learn and grow and discover and keep them off of social media, maybe? So I've compiled a list of five categories of apps that you might want to think about to encourage your kids to use instead of social media. But first, I want to ask you if you love the Docs to Dads podcast and this type of content is interesting and useful to you, please, please, please take a moment to subscribe to the podcast uh, on your favorite podcast player. Leave us that five-star review so that other parents can find this content as well. It goes a long way to help us grow the show and help more and more dads. And if you've got a dad that you've been talking to about this kind of stuff, send him this episode and say, hey, what do you think about this. Maybe we can, again, we can team up together. We can try to get our kids kind of on the same page as it relates to like, yeah, you don't need that social media stuff. Let's do some of this other stuff instead. So five types of apps that I want to go through with you. The first app category that I just want to re-mention is the one that uh, Dr. Boucher mentioned in the interview, and that's a language learning app like Duolingo. It's worth mentioning off the top of of this episode, actually, uh, that I don't have any kind of sponsorship deals with any of these apps. These are just sort of really practically either apps that I use um, that I find really helpful, have helped me engage even with my kids at the age that they are, uh, or have come from conversations with other parents uh, through social media or in the clinic. Um, So I don't have any kind of like sponsorship deals from any of these uh, brands yet, although I'm open to those conversations if Duolingo wants to give me a call. But (laughs) the first type of app that I wanted to talk about is uh, a language learning app, just because that's the one that Dr. Boucher mentioned. It sounds like um, especially his older kids really enjoy uh, using that. Duolingo has done a really good job in particular of like gamifying all of it so that you're sort of doing the things and you're building up points and you have these like challenges that you try to accomplish uh, every day. And uh, every week you have like a friend's quest where you and a, a friend that you, you know, are, are friends with on the Duolingo app can like work together towards uh, a particular 
goal. I don't really use any of those like social pieces of it. So you may even want to like not have your kids use that piece of it, but just the language learning piece of it is really, uh, really useful. I didn't want to brag in the, in the interview, but I do have my own Duolingo streak going. I'm up over 1600 days on Duolingo. So suffice to say, I enjoy using that app. It's something that I do every day. I've gone through three or four different languages at this point that I've um, tried uh, learning some of. So I did uh, Spanish initially and then spent a little while uh, learning Italian. I've done some German and and have uh, branched out into some other languages here and there as well. So it's a really cool app to be able to like learn uh, particular languages. And one of the nice things about Duolingo as compared to some of the other like language learning apps that are available in this space um, is that it has a really good free version. Um, as somebody who's been using this for uh, 1600 plus uh, days, I did have a couple of years that I paid for the like premium Duolingo um, subscription. Um, there was like a big discount on it at one point. So I took advantage of that. And there are some nice things about that. But the non-paid free version is great. And that's one of the big things that I wanted to keep in mind as I was making this list is what are things that parents can use that aren't going to be this huge outlay of cash, like mostly are free, um, those types of things. And so that's one of the things that I think Duolingo has going for it that some of the other uh, apps in that space don't necessarily. Um, But that can be a really fun thing. And the other thing that you can do then is, you know, you can work together with your kid, you know, maybe each of you are learning a language, can be the same one, can be different ones. Um, But if you learn the same language and you kind of do it every day, then you can practice sort of talking to each other in this other language. And uh, that can be a really fun way to kind of learn and grow together. And so uh, I I think that's a really fun thing to do. I think it keeps my like mind fresh. It helps me, you know, it's just a different part of my brain that I use when I am working day to day or when I'm interacting with my kids. It's like a sort of totally different part of my brain to use. And so I find it really relaxing to use. And uh, I think that a lot of kids will enjoy the gamification of it where you're like earning the points and the credits and all of those kinds of things. Um, and it's it just has is a really fun way to sort of learn a new language, which is something that a lot of folks might be interested in. The next app category um, that I would talk about is uh, something to enable sort of reading or, you know, access to books. And certainly there are a lot of these like Audible and Kindle certainly are like the Amazon products where you can download books that you can read or audio books. But one of the favorite ones that I've been using lately that I've talked about on the podcast before is an app called Libby. Uh, And Libby is a cool app because it lets you partner your local library card with the app. And then you can have access to a lot of uh, eBooks that you can download onto your Kindle or other reading device, or you can read directly on uh, your phone uh, if you're using a device like that. And it also has a huge catalog of audiobooks, all for free, included as part of your uh, library membership at your local library. So it does take the time to go and you have to actually have a library card. So you got to go to your library, which hopefully you're doing with some frequency anyway, but you got to go to your local library, get a library card, and then you put the information from your library card in there. And then you can search for any kinds of books. So I tend to live mostly in the nonfiction world. So there's lots of nonfiction books uh, that are available. I've already gone through three or four nonfiction audiobooks uh, just this year already, uh, listening through the Libby app. Um, they have a lot. I did the other day when I was in clinic, I was talking to a 
teenager at one of their well visits about ways that they can find books that they want to read. So I just pulled out my Libby app and was like, what kind of books do you like to read? And I just started searching them and like all of these books are available uh, online and a lot of the the popular books they have multiple copies of so that they can make sure that you can do it and you can, you know, put a book on hold so that when it's available, you can go and download it and you can, you know, you have two to three weeks to to read it until you have to return it. And so it works really well. You know, it basically works exactly the same as a library, uh, but it allows you to do that and it's all free. So there's no additional cost to, to doing any of that as opposed to things like Audible and Kindle where you have to, you know, lay out some cost for every uh, book, which might be uh, worth it to you or might, you know, give you an opportunity to work with your kids to say like, oh, you know, maybe this is a time that you're also trying to teach about money. And so you give them the opportunity to earn money so they can use that on, you know, the Audible app or something like that, if that's kind of the way that you want to structure it. Um, but the Libby app is really a nice way to go because you can get those ebooks and audiobooks um, and they can embark on literary adventures they might be looking for. They might be able to find books that they're supposed to be uh, reading at school that, you know, they can find in an audio book format as well, which might be helpful. And so uh, that's a really cool app. So that's Libby, L-I-B-B-Y. The next uh, category that I would talk about is something to help like nurture mindfulness, prayerfulness, spirituality, whatever that looks like for your family. Um, obviously, in my family, uh, we are Christian, and so we do a lot, spend a lot of time talking about our mindfulness activities more in the realm of prayerfulness, taking a moment to calm our minds, um, express gratitude to God, those kinds of um, activities. And so finding an app that will help encourage that. Um, I tend to use an app called Hallow, uh, which is the biggest sort of Christian prayer app that's available out there in the ecosystem, which also has a really great uh, free version. Again, there's a paid um, version that gives you full access to all the different kinds of prayers and meditations that they have available. Hallow is nice because you can do sort of some guided prayers where they sort of walk you through, you know, rosaries and those kinds of things, other types of sort of guided prayers to help you develop a prayer life. But there's also some sort of more free form uh, meditation style um, prayers where they give you kind of prompts to reflect on uh, and quiet time to just sort of sit in the moment and think about that, uh, which is more similar to what is available on apps like Headspace and Calm that are kind of bigger names in this same app. But any of these for your teenagers can start to like help them learn to quiet out the chaos of what's going on around them. I think all of us can think back to when we were at that age as teenagers, there's so much going on. You feel like the world is moving too quickly sometimes and you're not sure exactly the right next thing to do. And so like learning early on to develop that healthy, prayerful or meditative time and to take that time for your own mental health to learn how to calm yourself when it seems like the world is moving too fast or bad things are happening or you're frustrated by something that happened at school or at work or whatever the case may be, like learning how to have those skills and learning really just to get away from the noise and actually learn to feel comfortable sitting in silence, which is something that so many of us can't do. And even I struggle with it uh, frequently. Learning how to just sit quietly with our own thoughts and use that time to reflect on what's happening and what we need our next steps to be. Use that time to 
ask God for guidance, use that time to express our gratitude to God for all the gifts that he's given us. Learning how to do all of those things when you're a little bit younger, I think would be really useful. It's one of those skills that I've had to learn more as an adult because I never learned how to do it when I was younger. And it's something that I I really want to be very intentional about teaching my kids as they get older. Uh, And this is a tool that I think um, could sometimes be helpful. And I know that Hallow has school memberships where they give access to the app to all the students at the school and the school just pays a flat fee or something like that to give their students access to it. And that seems to work really well for them. And so that's another thing uh, to think about. So if you're in sort of the the Christian dad uh, space, you know, think, think about something like Hallow. There are certainly um, alternatives that do similar types of work. But even if not, using something like Headspace or Calm that kind of do more of that like guided meditation is nice. Uh, although I think the like free availability of those um, Headspace and Calm, I think, are a little more limited than what you can get on something like uh, Hallow. So that's uh, number three, is something to nurture that sense of calm and mindfulness uh, for your teen. The next is an app that'll help kids develop their own curiosities. Uh, so the big one that came up as I was trying to explore this was like uh, something like Khan Academy or Udemy, uh, which sort of just has all types of different videos about all types of different subjects and sort of whatever your child may be interested in, there's probably stuff there that they can learn, whether it's engineering, coding, uh, that kind of stuff, whether it's art concepts, music concepts, any of these kinds of things. There's just so much different educational content that's out there where if your kid has something that they're particularly interested in and they uh, want to learn and explore more, like how do I learn more about this? These are the kinds of apps where they can do that without necessarily falling down like a YouTube rabbit hole or getting exposed through the algorithm to other types of content that you may not want them uh, to see because they have to go and kind of look more specifically for content about this particular issue. That would be sort of the the next idea is to think about like what are and and depending on what your kids interests are there may be particular apps that have content specifically oriented towards that interest but the nice thing about some of these other like Udemy and Khan Academy are that they're a little bit more broad and so they can kind of follow their their whims to to explore the stuff that they find interesting and that they um, want to learn more about when they kind of find that lightning in a bottle and they want to like dive deep into something. It's so easy now to like just learn as much as you can about that through these types of apps. And so that would be another app to think about um, pursuing. And then the last one that I wanted to talk about was trying to find some place to like way to get kids out of their phones a little bit, something that will encourage them to like go out and move their bodies, whether that's, you know, the, the Nike app or, uh, my fitness pal or one of these other types of apps that will like give them activities that they can do. And a lot of these apps do a really good job of sort of gamifying things and like inc- incentivizing you to like at least do one little piece of a workout uh, every day. Even the Apple fitness thing sort of tracks like how much activity are you doing? Even the Apple fitness app like tracks how much activity you're doing and sort of has gamified like we got to close our rings and we got to do some stuff outside uh, whether that's a run or some other type of 
workout that we want to do, uh, you may already be paying for some one of these services like a Peloton or something like that that has obviously the stuff on the bike, but also has actual like strength workouts and yoga and other types of things that will encourage your kids to move their bodies and you know, get out of their phone and not just be like doom scrolling all day um, and actually like get up and move their bodies and and focus on not only their mental health, like we were talking about with the prayer and mindfulness stuff, but also their physical health to like get up and move their body for some period of time over the course of the day to try to encourage them to be healthy. And so those are kind of the five uh, types of apps that I came up with that you might think about including on your kid's smartphone to try to help them not be on social media all day. So those are a language learning app like Duolingo, something to help them with their reading and give them access to things like audiobooks through something like Libby, uh, something to encourage their prayerfulness or mindfulness using something like Hallow or Headspace, uh, something that will help them like uh, learn as much as they can about topics that they're interested in through something like Khan Academy or Udemy. And finally, something that will help them move their body every day and sort of make that fun through, you know, Apple Fitness or Nike training or, or any of these other ones. Um, those are the ones that usually have some kind of fee associated with them. So that one is a little bit more of a challenge. Maybe that's a place where you allow a little bit of YouTube time where they can find, you know, a, a you know, a fitness creator on YouTube that they want to follow and do the exercise along with or any or something like that. Now, all of these don't have to be good fits for you. I hope I'm just kind of throwing some ideas out there uh, to see if it kind of inspires you to think a little bit about what are the types of activities that you enjoy doing with your family and with your kids that you might want to pursue uh, further. What are some things that will, you know, you can do these things on your phone, but encourage you to then go get off your phone and go do some of these hobbies together off of social media. You know, there's you'd be amazed at all the different types of apps that are available for different kinds of interest. I also think about when we were living in Michigan and we were near the Great Lakes, there's all these Great Lake freighters. My son was obsessed with them. And so we downloaded an app called Marine Traffic. And you could see exactly where every uh, Great Lake freighter, you can actually see where every boat on the planet is if you zoom out far enough. So if you want to follow a particular ship as it goes across country uh, or something like that, that can be really fun. That was really fun for us while we lived there because we could see when the boats were going by and we could go down to the lake and we could, you know, see uh, the Great Lake freighters go by. If your kid's more into airplanes, there's the FlightAware app, which obviously most of us use for like tracking when our our loved ones are flying in and out uh, from the airport. But it's also kind of cool when there's a plane going overhead and you just open the FlightAware app and you can use your location to figure out like what is what is that plane what type of plane is it where is it where did it come from where is it going there's all kinds of cool things that you can learn from that there's apps that you can find cool hiking locations uh, near where you live and so you can explore like what are the different types of you know hiking uh, trails that are in your area that you can go and do there's all these cool new AI apps that help you learn how to play instruments where you set it up and you it teaches you how to play the piano or play the guitar or any number of other things. The possibilities are endless for so many of these things. And so just thinking about like, what are the things that you want your kid to learn? Or what are the skills that you want your kid to have? There's probably an app that's not a social media app that you can find that will help them learn those things. And most of them are designed in a gamified way to encourage them to come back every day and just do a little bit every day. And you can sort of encourage them to do that as well to learn these positive skills 
rather than just spending all day doom scrolling through Instagram or YouTube or, or any number of other things. And so, and then even better if it's something that you can do together as a whole family. So whether you're competing with each other on Duolingo or you're having, you know, you're learning enough to have conversations in different languages uh, because of Duolingo or you're finding cool vacation places that you can go to together or learning about different, you know, issues and then going, you know, like, you know, I had a, a friend who told me that they really leaned in because their kid was really interested in presidents. And so they had them like go through some of the like Khan Academy stuff that was about different kinds of presidents. And then they actually like took a family vacation to Washington, DC to like go see the presidential portrait hall and see the white house and all these kinds of things. And so this can like grow into like bigger things that you can do as a family. And all of that comes from like encouraging your kids and having them do useful things that are helping them develop skills or helping them grow and learn and discover more positive things about the universe rather than just scrolling through, you know, on social media and those kinds of things. And so use these apps to try to help you grow, but also to help your teens grow in mindfulness and physical health and stay away, you know, step away from social media, either for good until you feel like your kids are old enough to use social media. We talked about that in the last episode, or at least to sort of limit, you know, if you're going to put a limit on how much time they can spend on social media, these are the things that they can be doing instead. It's not always easy to say, well, like, just don't do that thing. You have to replace that with, well, what should I be doing instead? And so these are just a couple of ideas um, that can be used. Obviously, the the big story here is like the other option is put your phone down and go outside and do something uh, fun. And maybe I'll do that with you as your dad. I'll put my phone down and let's go outside and let's, you know, kick a ball around or let's, you know, do some kind of uh, hands-on arts and craft project or like let's find something that we can do together without our phones. And that would be even better. But if you insist on being on your phone, Maybe these things could be tools that can help you down the road. I want to thank you again for tuning into the Docs Dads podcast this week. Please don't forget to review and subscribe to the show uh, on your favorite podcast app and connect with me on LinkedIn or Instagram uh, for more content uh, about how to help dads in the small amount of time that you're spending on social media before you go off and do other really uh, much more important things with your families. If you enjoy these topics, uh, please shoot me a DM and let me know this is what you want to hear or if there's some other question uh, that you have or you want to offer up other suggestions. I'm always open to that and I'm really grateful for those of you who take the time to send me those messages. Uh, I want to say thanks as always to Phil Rabon for editing the show and getting it out to you each week and we will see you next week right here on the Docs to Dads podcast. Until then, remember that what you do as a dad matters. Keep building healthier dads, happier kids, and stronger communities. Thanks so much. The information included in this podcast and other Docs to Dads platforms is intended for your education and entertainment only. It is not intended as medical advice and should not replace a relationship with a primary care pediatrician or other provider who will give the most appropriate recommendations for your individual situation.